This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 65, Four Keys to a Fulfilling Marriage. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. To my friends in the Netherlands, good day to the rest of you. It makes me smile to say good day in Dutch because I have Dutch ancestry, my roots, my great grandma came across to the U.S. from the Netherlands. So anyway, hello, my Dutch Ohana across the pond there. I am... This episode is special to me, and I almost didn't do it today because I don't have a voice. You can tell (laughs) my allergies are just super bad and my throat's super scratchy, but um, tomorrow is the 21st anniversary of my husband and I, and I have been reflecting so much on how it's even possible that I am more in love with him, more enamored, more just joy in being married to this man and the different things that we have done throughout the years of our marriage to create a fulfilling relationship and an incredible partnership. And I wanted to share those thoughts with you guys. So this podcast is for really anybody. I mean, whether you have been married for over 50 years or whether you are dating or engaged or you have a significant other in your life or a partner that you are committed to, these um, principles will apply. And um, there are four C's that are key, four C's that are key. So, how about I just dive in, shall I? The first C that is key is communication. Instead of control, collaboration, and compromise. Communicate as an equal and as an individual. A marriage doesn't mean that you all of a sudden agree on everything or see things the same way. You are stronger together when you draw from your unique experiences Keep your individual viewpoints and lean on your incredible strengths and share your thoughtful opinions with each other. And then the other half is being open to giving your partner that same respect and space to communicate their thoughts and collaborate together and compromise. Respect yourself and respect your spouse. Listen to understand instead of trying to prove that you're right. Pray for humility. So communicate as an equal and as an individual. Communication instead of criticism. It is all about encouragement instead of trying to pick apart and point out the flaws. I know it feels counterintuitive to look for the small ways that your partner is doing incredible things 
it feels counterintuitive if you feel like they aren't spending enough time with the kids or they aren't pulling their weight around the house. But instead of picking at it and criticizing and coming from a place of judgment, what if we said, wow, I bet you are tired. You do deserve some me time instead of a guilt trip. Criticism, criticism sends our spouse to shut downtown. When I played a little competitive volleyball back in high school, my travel coach would get so angry when we messed up. I was terrified to make a mistake and to see the look of disappointment on his face. I played stiff and I second-guessed myself. I felt shame and I played small. I was already defeated before he even subbed me in. And I didn't stay on that team. Juxtapose how it was with my high school coach who believed in me and supported me as a captain of the team. I wanted to work hard. I wanted to lead well. I want you to take a look at yourself and how you talk to your significant other. Are you like that critical coach pointing out how they're constantly a disappointment and making mistakes? Thinking that's going to be what helps motivate them to make change? Or are you an incredible cheerleader who is rooting for your best friend? If you've ever competed in anything or performed on a stage, there is almost a tangible energy that uplifts you when people clap and cheer you on. It is exhilarating. Be the kind of spouse who looks for and celebrates the good in the person you are closest to. Communication is key. Choose conversation, not quarreling. You know, forget that whole old adage of don't go to bed angry. Remember, don't try to communicate angry. Absolutely give yourself time to try and communicate after you have given yourself time to calm down. Instead of playing the blame and shame game, own what you, when you have lost your cool or made a mistake or just reacted or overreacted, it's okay to say, you know what? I am really sorry. That came out sounding super defensive and critical. Can we try this conversation again? Or I just don't think I am in the right headspace right now to have this conversation. I need to think about this a little bit longer. I am really big on redos and acknowledging when I have... Um, not been my highest self. I want you to think resolution, not resentment. You know, we can hold on to resentment and we can hold on to I'm right. But what does that resolve? What does it resolve? Conversation. Think conversation when I am communicating with this person that I love so much instead of quarreling and fighting with that person. When my youngest freaks out sometimes about something, I will just say, oh, try again. And it brings awareness to her response. Like sometimes she doesn't even realize that she's overreacted. It gives her a second to take a deep breath. And that second is all she needs to be a little bit more respectful and a little less emotionally charged and ask again. Now, I'm not saying that we should talk to our spouse like they're a child and say, oh, try again, honey. You know, no, right? But what if we sincerely say, 
I am so, I'm happy to keep talking about this with you when you've calmed down a bit and we can talk instead of yell. I just don't want to operate like that anymore. I don't want to do that dance anymore. Know that you have the power to change the dance that you guys do. Communication is key in every aspect, every aspect of a fulfilling relationship. Don't shut down when it comes to talking about money and definitely don't shut someone out of those conversations. You are a team. Take on the responsibility. Take on those conversations. And sometimes they're not fun to have. Mm. Do not shut down when it comes to talking about what role you want to play in your relationship and what responsibilities you want to share. Do not shut down when it comes to talking about sex. Talk about what intimacy means to you. Talk about what I love you means to you. Talk about what you want in being intimate and how often you want to be. You have value. Your opinion matters. The more open and vulnerable you can be, the deeper your connection The more relaxed and at ease with yourself and your partner, the more satisfying your connection. Take the pressure off trying to please and doing things perfectly. Laugh a lot. Communication takes practice in every aspect. So expect to fail as you figure it out. Communication is key to having a fulfilling, serious relationship with mature conversations instead of childish banter and belittling each other. Number two, the second C is compassion. Your marriage does not revolve around you. It is not up to your significant other to complete you or make you happy. That is on you. Have compassion and grace for yourself as you figure out what brings you joy and who you are as an individual in this partnership. Have compassion and grace for your spouse as they figure out the same. Forgive yourself. Forgive your partner. Now, compassion and forgiveness can be confusing sometimes. We know that we forgive to free ourselves from the chains of bitterness and hate. When you forgive someone, you are giving a gift to yourself. Every time we forgive, our load is lightened. And feeling empathy and compassion helps us progress with wisdom. And listen up. Feeling compassion for someone and forgiving someone can happen. And you can say, I will not tolerate abuse anymore. Forgiving someone does not mean staying on the phone, in the same room, in the same house, or in the same relationship where the verbal and physical abuse is taking place. You can feel compassion and love for someone and distance yourself from their abuse. What if they were drunk? What if they claim they don't remember saying or doing the things they did? What then? Well, what would you tell your most beloved and precious 12-year-old? If they were taking that kind of physical or verbal abuse, what would you tell that child? 
Why would it not be okay for them, but okay for you to be treated that way? Just something to think about. You can say, I love you, and I do not love being treated this way. When you do this or say these things, I will remove myself from the situation. Remember that you teach other people how to respect and love you by how much you respect and love yourself. It is never too late to love yourself and stand up for yourself and have a voice for your needs. Number three, the third C is creativity. Spend time having fun together. Your time together should be more than just functional and figuring out logistics of the week's schedule and who's picking up who from practice. How often are you going on a date? Is there variety in what you do? You don't have to spend money or even go anywhere special, but be engaged with each other. Don't let courtship become commonplace or something you just did when you were dating. Don't ever take what you have for granted. Look for ways to show that person that you care about them, whether it be in the words that you say, words that you write, service that you give, or a thoughtful gift. Ask them what their love language is and have fun figuring out ways to validate them in a way that is honoring to them. And let your needs be known. Say, oh, you know what? I feel so loved when you do this, this, and this. I don't know why we get so attached to this idea that, oh, well, if I tell them, then it's not sincere. Or they should just know because they know me. No. Let's communicate, you guys. Let's go back to that first C and communicate. Communicate what you love in a relationship so that person knows, oh, I can do that more. And what they love. So I think it's so important to to spend time having fun together. And it is so important to spend time doing things that you love on your own. You are an individual, not just a clone of each other. Develop skills and interests and talents that bring you joy and fill your bucket independent of your significant other. Try new things and keep learning. Learn together. Learn independently. Embrace change. Learn how to be creative outside the box as your circumstances change. How will you evolve together? Creativity keeps it fun and exciting and new. I can say that 100% 20, over 20 years later. It keeps it exciting, fun, and new. And I want you to think about that creativity in every aspect of your relationship. Every aspect of your relationship. Okay? Number four, counseling is not quitting. If you do not feel like you have communication, compassion, and creativity in your current relationship, you might need to call in for backup. And the most common thing I hear is, oh, I would love to go to counseling, but my spouse isn't willing to go. Guys, there are so many more options out there than just going into a traditional marriage counselor and sitting there and talking things out. There are online memberships and coaching calls and podcasts where you can listen to advice from doctors as well as even hear other couples being coached and counseled. 
and get wonderful insights on how you can apply those things in your own relationships and feel validated that you're not the only one going through these struggles. I want you to think of marriage as like running a marathon. You typically don't just wake up one morning and decide you're going to run 26.2 miles without any training or experience or without taking advice or being coached or researching, right? We plan and we prepare and we train and we persevere. I am running the Indy Mini Marathon this Saturday and a friend of mine is also running it. He is running the mini marathon as a stepping stone to running a marathon in a few months out. And he has been using the Nike Running Club app Um, as he's trained this spring. He enters in how many miles he's going to run, then he hits guided run and starts playing his favorite music. Every half mile or so, a coach's voice chimes in with advice about checking your stride getting your headspace in the right place and prompting you to check your form. Owen told me that every time that coach pipes in and says things like, chin up, look straight ahead, relax your shoulders, steady your breath, etc., he realizes how easy it is to get out of alignment and how helpful it is to hear it from somebody else. He also said that one of the best pieces of advice he's heard is to be a good teammate to yourself. Coach yourself the way you'd want to coach another person. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to another person. Be proud of what you have accomplished. I want you to think about this analogy because he's just on his own with his headphones in his ears and the pavement under his feet. And he benefits greatly from getting coached while he runs. So to those of you who say, oh, my spouse isn't willing to go. My significant other just doesn't want to do it. You go do it. You go get the benefit on your own to be coached, to be counseled with, to discover how to love yourself and respect yourself and how you can create change and feel empowered We spend all kinds of money and time to train and prepare for a big competition, yet we balk at the idea of getting help with the greatest game of our lives. Creating and sustaining a rich, satisfying relationship with another person, it takes concerted and consistent effort. Running a marathon successfully doesn't just happen. Neither does fulfilling partnerships. So let's invest in this thing that is so important and worthwhile. With running, you build up your strength and endurance. You hit the pavement day after day. You run drills, you cross train, you eat right. And with marriage, you must be willing to put in the time as well. What does that look like for you? Where can you start to implement changes to bring more communication into your relationship? more compassion for yourself and your spouse and more creativity into your marriage. So yeah, start with yourself. It's easy to stay exactly where you're at, even if you feel disempowered or a victim in your relationship. It is much harder to own your story and have the courage to make changes in how you show up for yourself. Start loving and respecting yourself more 
and expecting the same of the person you love. And every day training for running, there are going to be days where you feel sluggish and it takes a lot to get out the door. There have been days this spring that I literally went out and got blasted with freezing 18 mile an hour winds and only ran about half the distance I'd planned to run. Yeah, sometimes these relationships kick your trash. In your marriage, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. We're human beings trying to figure it out. But when you are in that relationship, you get to figure out together. You get to lean on each other, encourage each other, uplift each other. It's like having your best friend by your side through thick and thin. Yes, please. I want that. There are going to be times, though, when you feel distant and lonely in your relationship. There's going to be times when you feel inseparable and totally united. As a yoga instructor, I work with a lot of people in their 70s, 80s, and even into their 90s. I hear stories of spouses in care centers, loved ones with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other debilitating diseases, and those who have lost their beloved companions. It reminds me every week how very, very precious the time that we have with our loved ones is and how fleeting these years are. Do not take the person who you call your boyfriend, your fiance, your partner, or your spouse for granted. Practice communicating more with them. Practice, practice, practice. Open up to them and create a safe space for them to open up to you. Practice having compassion for them and yourself. Get creative. It can be small things. And reach out for some coaching and counseling if you feel stuck. I've included some wonderful podcasts and resources. If you want to start there, if you don't know someone to call, do it. Invest the time. To me, my husband is like a deep, calming breath on a rough day. He is like the wings that gives my dreams flight. We inspire and support each other. We have each other's backs. We respect and confide in each other. And we make each other laugh so Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Thank you so much for listening in today and being a part of my podcast, Ohana. If what I have said resonates with you, please consider subscribing to Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors or making a one-time donation to Isha Warriors. Your donation and your support makes it possible for me to bring more yoga to more teens, doing more free in-person events, as well as sponsoring more teens with my online program. 
Isha Warriors gives teens a safe space to tap into their inner light, to develop mental toughness and emotional resilience while strengthening their physical body. It's magic. Help me bring it to more teens, y'all. And may you have a blessed day.